Hey dads, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know about a great resource we have for you called the Dad-Son Challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. These are fun activities that you and your son can do to help both of you get better at being men that are based around the five marks of manhood that we talk about in each episode of Manly Tales. So go to manhoodtribes.com challenge where you can download your free dad-son challenge today. That's manhoodtribes.com challenge. Welcome to Manly Tales, stories for making men out of boys, a podcast for dads and sons to listen to together. I'm Don Ross, the host of Manly Tales, and each episode you'll hear my sons and me talk about the stories that are inspiring and teaching us about what it means to be a man. We're excited to have you listen in with us. This episode is part of season three of Manly Tales, where we're talking about the life of King David. Today's episode tells the story of how David was on the run from King Saul. Let's listen together. David went on his way, and Jonathan returned to town. David went to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech was alarmed as he went out to greet David. What are you doing here, all by yourself, and not a soul with you? David answered Ahimelech the priest. The king sent me on a mission and gave me strict orders. This is top secret, not a word of this to a soul. I've arranged to meet up with my men in a certain place. Now, uh, what's here to eat? Do you have five loaves of bread? Give me whatever you can scrounge up. I don't have any regular bread on hand, said the priest. I only have holy bread. If your men have not slept with women recently, it's yours. David said, None of us has touched a woman. I always do it this way when I'm on a mission. My men abstain from sex. Even when it is an ordinary mission, we do that. How much more on this holy mission? So the priest gave them the holy bread. It was the only bread he had, bread of the presence, that had been removed from God's presence and replaced by fresh bread at the same time. One of Saul's officials was present that day, keeping a religious vow. His name was Doeg the Edomite. He was chief of Saul's shepherds. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a spare sword of any kind around here? I didn't have a chance to grab my weapons. The king's mission was urgent, and I left in a hurry. The priest said, The sword of Goliath, the Philistine you killed at Oak Valley, that's here. It's behind the ephod, wrapped in a cloth. If you want it, take it. There's nothing else here. Oh, said David, there's no sword like that. Give it to me. And at that, David shot out of there, running for his life from Saul. He went to Achish, king of Gath. When the servants of Achish saw him, they said, Can this be David, the famous David? Is this the one they sing of at their dances? Saul kills by the thousand, David by the ten thousand. When David realized that he had been recognized, he panicked, fearing the worst from Achish, king of Gath. So right there, while they were looking at him, he pretended to go crazy, pounding his head at the city gate and foaming at the mouth, spit dripping from his beard. Achish took one look at him and he said to his servants, Can't you see he's crazy? Why did you let him in here? Don't you think I have enough crazy people to put up with as it is without adding another? Get him out of here. So David got away and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and others associated with his family heard where he was, they came down and joined him. Not only that, but all who were down on their luck came around. Losers and vagrants and misfits of all sorts. David became their leader. They were about 400 in all. When David went to Mizpah in Moab, he petitioned the king of Moab, Grant asylum to my father and mother until I find out what God has planned for me. 
David left his parents in the care of the king of Moab. They stayed there all through the time David was hiding out. The prophet Gad told David, don't go back to the cave, go to Judah. David did what he told him. He went to the forest of Hereth. Saul got word of the whereabouts of David and his men. He was sitting under the big oak on the hill at Gibeah at the time, spear in hand, holding court surrounded by his officials. He said, Listen here, you Benjaminites. Don't think for a minute that you have any future with the son of Jesse. Do you think he's going to hand over choice land, give you all influential jobs? Think again. Here you are, conspiring against me, whispering behind my back. Not one of you is man enough to tell me that my son is making deals with the son of Jesse. Not one of you who cares enough to tell me that my son has taken the side of this this outlaw. Then Doeg the Edomite, who was standing with Saul's officials, spoke up. I saw the son of Jesse meet with Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, in Nob. I saw Ahimelech pray with him for God's guidance, give him food, and arm him with the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Saul sent for the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, along with the whole family of priests at Nob. They all came to the king. Saul said, You listen to me, son of Ahitub. Certainly, master, he said. Why have you ganged up against me with the son of Jesse, giving him bread and a sword, even praying with him for God's guidance, sending him up as an outlaw out to get me? Ahimelech answered the king, There's not an official in your administration as true to you as David, your own son-in-law and captain of your bodyguard. None more honorable either. Do you think that was the first time I prayed with him for God's guidance? Hardly. But don't accuse me of any wrongdoing, me or my family. I have no idea what you're trying to get at with this outlaw talk. The king said, Death, Ahimelech, you're going to die, you and everyone in your family. The king ordered his henchmen, Surround and kill the priests of God, their hand in glove with David. They knew he was running away from me and didn't tell me. But the king's men wouldn't do it. They refused to lay a hand on the priests of God. Then the king told Doeg, You do it. Massacre the priests. Doeg the Edomite led the attack, and slaughtered the priests, the eighty-five men who wore the sacred robes. He then carried the massacre into Nob, the city of priests, killing man and woman, child and baby, ox, donkey and sheep, the works. Only one son of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, escaped, Abathar. He got away and joined up with David. Abathar reported to David that Saul had murdered the priests of God. David said to Abathar, I knew it. That day I saw Doeg the Edomite there. I knew he'd tell Saul. I'm to blame for the death of everyone in your father's family. Stay here with me. Don't be afraid. The one out to kill you is out to kill me too. Stick with me. I'll protect you. Well, we're getting into some really kind of interesting stories here from the life of David. I, I really like this one, I think, because it's kind of a lesser known story about the life of David. And I think it paints some really like 
you know, nasty imagery about the characters in the Bible. Sometimes we can kind of think that the Bible's just filled with like nice, pretty, happy stories. And this is definitely not that. Nope. So I'm curious, what did you guys think? What what did you think of this story? What were some of your favorite moments or what were some moments that stood out to you, even if they weren't good? How like David just was like protecting like his men at like beginning of the story. Yeah, that was good. So we we do see some like kind of shining example moments from David in the story, which I think is good. What else? What were some other moments that stood out? the boys. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Well, he protected the um, priest's son, and he was very humble by saying, "Like, hey, your entire family died, and that was my fault. I knew that this was going to happen, and the same man that killed your family is trying to kill me. So, I'm going to do everything that I can to protect you and keep you safe." Yeah, that's good. That was, I, you know, I think you guys kind of nailed it with the the things that David really did well in this story. I think for me, the the moment that probably stood out the most was um, Saul just getting like really angry and nasty and like telling his men to kill the priests and then his men wouldn't do it. So he turned to the foreigner guy and told him, okay, you kill the priests and that he just had all these priests slaughtered. Like that was nasty and cruel and this was the king like he's supposed to be better than that right and here he is doing these really really horrible things so you know that definitely stood out to me that kind of seemed like um is this should this be happening like is this a story that ought to be in the bible but there it is right there and we see just you know even people in the bible do really wicked and terrible things so it happens still Okay, so here on the Mainly Tales podcast, we love to talk about in these stories what we can learn about what it means to be a man. And we do that by looking at our five marks of manhood. And y'all tell me, what are the five marks of manhood? Strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. Very good. Okay, so we believe that those should be things that every man exhibits in his life. And I would love to hear from y'all what were some of the marks of manhood that stood out for you in this story. Well, um, I for sure saw courage because, um, first off, David, he protected the priest's son, even though, like, he is trying to be hunted down and killed by Saul. And the priest's son was also trying to be hunted down and killed by Saul and his men. And then I saw, um, honor too because, um, David went and um, found bread for um, his men, so he was honoring his peers and went and got the sword as well to be able to fight with them and protect them. Yeah, those are great examples. I think that's that's really awesome. I hadn't actually thought about the uh, honor one at the beginning of the story, but yeah, that's really good that David was. He really does, and we see this time and time again in his stories, that he cares about his men who are following him and who are fighting for him, and he really does a lot to be able to take care of them and to sacrifice for them. So that's a great example of honor. Colton, what about you? What were some of the marks of manhood that you saw? I mean, Eli kind of took all of the ones, but I <laughs> okay. also saw honor, how he was just like, Keeping his, like, soldiers, like, fed. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What about, tell me about the priest who gave the bread to David. What what mark of manhood might we see in that part of the story? Courage. Okay. And why does that show courage? Well, it shows courage because this was the bread that, like, you know, they were using basically to be able to honor God and it was something that like they kind of had to do and this was like very holy bread so giving it out to him was showing a lot of courage because he knew that David was a man of God and that 
David would use it well, and he trusted David's word. Yeah, that's right. So he was using it for something that wasn't exactly its intended purpose, but he knew that it would be consistent with what God would want. And so he had the courage to offer it up to David. And then I think, too, I loved seeing that same priest, Ahimelech, kind of stand up to Saul. And when Saul was getting angry about uh, him supporting David, you know, that the priest kind of fired back and was like, there's no man more loyal to you than David. And he kind of sets him straight and tells him, you know, all the things that Saul doesn't want to hear. And Saul decides to kill him for it, but he he was right. Like he stood up and had the the courage to be able to say what was true, and it cost him his life. But sometimes courage does come with sacrifice. It comes with cost to be able to say, "Here's what's true," or "Here's what's right," and I'm going to stand up and do that anyway, just for the sake of you know that's that's what being a man is all about. So I was really impressed with that, even though you know it came with some really harsh consequences for the priest and for the other priests around him. So as you guys look at these stories, like what are some ways that you think here's how you could kind of put into practice some of the things that you saw David do in this story? Um, well, I definitely saw the way that he was honoring his peers and like, you know, doing all these different things for his soldiers. So what we could do today is like helping out in our community, doing like service around our school or around our neighborhood or like even helping out in our house and like cleaning up and doing chores for our parents or doing stuff that, you know, would just help around and make life easier for other people. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think we see here just really kind of the leadership example of David that even when things were really hard, that he was thinking about others around him and how to be able to serve the people who were following him. And I think those things you're saying are great. Like, how can you serve your family? How can you serve your community? You know, but just using that example of leadership as a man to be able to step into places where you can help. I think that's great. Colton, any other thoughts from you? What are some things that you saw in the story that you feel like you could put into practice? Um... Like, I could give some food to, like, some of the people in my lunch period that don't have any food or, like, are hungry, so. Yeah, that's great. I think I think that's a fantastic example, just drawn from the beginning of the story there where we see David caring for his men and providing for their needs. I think you, you know, looking around and seeing what are the needs of some of the people around me. That's a fantastic example. Okay, so here at Manly Tales, we like to wrap up every episode by giving some questions for you guys as our listeners to be able to continue the discussion with each other. So we have one question for the dads and one question for the sons so that y'all can keep talking to each other. And our question today for the dads is, what steps do you take to protect your family? And the questions for the son is, who is someone you can stand up for to protect them? All right, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Manly Tales. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. We'll see you. Bye-bye. See you next time. Manly Tales stories are adapted and performed by Josh Burns. For more information about the show, visit manlytales.com. Hey dads, don't forget to download your dad-son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. Just go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge.